Welcome to Street Fight Radio. It's Wednesday night, time for a street fight. We're back. We just got down into the studio from AEW Dynamite Wrestling. We just finished up the watch party at Elevator Brewing, the tap room there on 4th. If you're in Columbus, come hang with us on Wednesday nights. Uh, we're going to watch AEW, drink some beers, have a good time. There's a lot of good folks that come out. Make some new friends. Thank you to everyone that showed up tonight. We appreciate it, as always. Uh, you can also listen to the very first episode of Teen Fight Radio. It's on our premium bonus audio feed on Patreon.com. That's where you can find all kinds of extra Street Fight material. So if the podcast isn't enough and you want to hear bonus audio, you want to see bonus video, you want to read digital zines, head over to Patreon.com slash Street Fight Radio. We're using that money to spread this mess across the U.S., create dissent and disruption, so that eventually uh, we can collapse all global hierarchy and create a flat earth uh, with the ideals of the working class in mind. Thanks for being here. My name is Brett. He's Brian. We're Street Fight Radio, number one anarcho-comedy radio show in any station across the nation. If you want to reach out and talk to us, we do take phone calls every single Sunday, 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern Standard Time. If you want to see what we're doing, head over to Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, or YouTube to watch the live stream of the show. Uh, and with that said, tomorrow is Turkey Day. Tonight is... It- fucked up night what do they call it is that's there... just where people get weird man yeah people uh, get wild i got i want to i want to try something here i'm going to try this there's there's two people from my family and then brett who is brutally honest what if because so many fucking stores are open on thanksgiving we start calling it worky day <laughs> what <laughs> instead of turkey day right it's like to point out that they've taken it away from so many people. Because I was thinking about it today. It's not... I don't think we can consider it one of the big holidays anymore. Because so many people are going to work now on it. Yeah, you got to put your red polo on, your blue polo on, whatever your uniform is to sell stuff. It's just an extra... Thanksgiving to a lot of people now, and and it's everybody in the service industry about Thanksgiving really does just feel like, you know, they show up in their work uniform, they sit at the table and eat, and then they have to leave earlier than everybody else. They can't drink beer. They can't take a nap. They can't do any of that stuff. And it's like most of the workforce is service workers. And, like, I think within the next decade, just all the stores are going to be open on Thanksgiving. I think it's over for Thanksgiving. I think they got Thanksgiving. They've taken it. You know? We're looking at... It's turn. It's going to be one of those holidays, eventually, where only office workers and bankers get the day off. Yeah. It'll be you like know? a professional holiday. Yeah, they're it'll working be, on it. All the managers will be like... Sorry, we're not going to be be in tomorrow. It's Thanksgiving for us. Yes. Yes. That's exactly what it's turning into. It's freaky, dude. And then, like, the, you said this on the call-in show this week, but Black Friday really is, like, a whole another part of the month. It's, like, the whole month now where it's, like, oh, hey, 
at Kroger, they had a hand mixer and it said Black Friday sale on it. The day I got home from tour, I saw this and was like, but it's it's just a hashtag now. <laughs> yeah, it just, it just means, means sale. Low price. <laughs> <laughs> so it I, I it's disappointing, man. We me and Brett, you know, openly advocate for more holidays. Yeah. And uh, like I, I, yeah, I mean, I did like the, I did like, I mean, I like Thanksgiving because it really was. You just go buy all the box food and make, it and you hang out. Uh, and there really isn't a lot to buy for it, you know. Besides the de- the thing, like it's one of those holidays that they haven't really gotten to. You know, it's hard to sell it, but uh, it is easy to sell though on Thanksgiving. It's easy to make money if you have deals. And so many people need, like, that's the other thing, too, is people, people like, we figured out a few years ago, like, people have to, a lot of people have to go shopping on those days, otherwise they don't get shit, you know? Yeah, it's it's not one of those things that's, like, people are scummy, right. materialist sure. types of things. It's like, okay, my son wants fucking ear pods, and there's, this is going to be the day where they're the cheapest. And then you can say, oh, well, they keep doing sales all the way through the Christmas season. But Black Friday is the day that we I think we like associate that day with deals. I don't go shopping that day. I'm not crazy, but it is a deals day. And like uh I think that's really one of the main reasons people goes is because they think they're getting the best price they could possibly get all year. And uh you know, who knows? I don't know if it works out. You know, uh, this Canadian store, gun store. So they don't have Black Friday in Canada. Well, they're st- they're starting Black Friday in Canada. Actually, they have started to do Black Friday in Canada now. You just said three progressively different statements. Yeah. No, they're trying. They don't. So their Thanksgiving's in October. Okay. So Friday doesn't really make any sense to be a big sale day for them. It's a fucking regular day for them. You know, but uh, the stores in Canada now are doing Black Friday sales. And I have this like news story from Fox with this guy, one of these conservatives, one of these like he's like a gun. He's a gun store owner. So he's like the really racist, like boomer type of guy. And uh, here's here. Here's the story. The owner of a gun store in Canada changed the name of his Black Friday sale to White Friday. Which is... Oh, no. <laughs> like, we don't need any of that. I know, Black Friday's bad enough. Like, we're already having a conversation about it. Why do you throw a whole new mess into it? Now we have racism. Now we have to talk about... Now we gotta, like, not make it racist as well as not do it. That's true. That's true. That's the thing. It's not racist. Black Friday is when they get in the black, right? right? That's the whole idea. Even though that never happens all year. So, uh... Yeah, this guy had to like change his sign, but then it's a good story. Like it's a good street fight character type of guy. It's like an archetype. Um, so, um, here it is. The term didn't sit well with local retailers who tried unsuccessfully to change the name, the term to Big Friday. Cause in Canada, they don't know what Black Friday means. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? They tried to change the term to Big Friday to try to remove any negative connotations. The day, but the retailers managed to spin a new connotation the day the books went from red ink to black ink. Or, yeah, black ink. And uh, so this guy, 
he had to take it down, okay? So he put up a sign that said, come to my White Friday sale. Okay. And then people got pissed off about it. And they're like, dude, that's, I don't know what it is. Like, I can't figure out the joke, right? Like, I can't figure out what the racist joke would be there either. But it sounds like white pride, I guess. It's like my best guess on what he was getting at. I mean, it's just there's it's just a simpleton way of saying like, well, fuck, opposite of black is white, you know. Like, I I know. I'm, I'm proud of being white, and it's like we didn't ask that. Sir. <laughs> Nobody asked that. Well, he changed the sign. Why can't it be White Friday? It's like white ink would look bad on white paper, motherfucker. That's true. It wouldn't work that way. <laughs> Well, and he said, this year, I don't really know why people got offended by the use of the word white. I couldn't use the word black because of Tr Trudeau using blackface, he said. All you see in the newspaper is Black Fridays, Black Fridays. And you know what? I said, we're not American. Let's go with a different shade, a different color. So he will not back down from this fight, except for the fact that... uh Two days after Sorry. people started to yell about it, uh, he switched the sign. <laughs> he switched the sign to something else. But then when somebody said, well, thank you for switching the sign, he was like, uh, I'm going back. I'm going <laughs> no, back. He said uh, he Perkins ultimately changed the sign a few days later. He said he did receive complaints about it, but that's not the reason he changed it, claiming he often changes it every couple days. <laughs> but he was going to take it down before Friday. This guy that can't apologize for anything or will not absolutely is not gonna convince you they're wrong it is he's like the real this is like a story that talks about like people's story of the racist uncle at thanksgiving he is that guy like the, that guy exists even though he's not at our thanksgiving he exists at other ones you know it's the straight pride it's straight pride parade straight pride guy yes yes they it's fucking weird, dude. Those guys are those guys suck. He's loving it, I bet. Uh, you think so? Because he changed the sign. That's yeah. what my thing is. Like he won't say he was wrong, so he says I changed the sign every day. You know, like he won't say he's wrong, but he will say like I took it down. There were some complaints, but sure. it was it wasn't the complaints that made me take it down. I don't care about their complaints, you know? Mm. So, well, he's just a not admitting he'll he's wrong guy. I saw the well, story Can and I Yeah, Canadians suck just as much as Americans. You're thank just you. as stupid as us. Thank you. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Canadians are stupid. Um so uh there are a few stories here this week, uh but while we were on tour Mike Rowe came into the news, mm. of course. And anytime he's in the news, no matter how uninteresting it is, we always look into what he's talking about. Sure. Uh, Mike Rowe didn't hesitate to live in a mansion for free, even if it meant his roommate would be a ghost. So this is ah. definitely a story he's lying about, since we know he lies! We do. He is a confirmed liar. He's, you can find a YouTube video of somebody confirming of Jim and Sam from Opie and Anthony 
figuring out or no it's an opie and anthony video of them confirming that he's he lied in the studio like he told a story a dumb story that's like a parable that every adult tells every kid no it was uh it was from uh boy scouts yeah yeah boy scout it was like a yeah boy scouts around the campfire story about running away from the police and then a bunch of people listening to opie and anthony were like hey i heard that same story at boy scout camp (laughs) How embarrassing do you that's not embarrassing. The shit just rolls off this guy's yeah, back, he's dude. Fine. He just gets he gets a brand new pair of like Wrangler Walmart jeans every day when he wakes up. He's got a whole drawer full of them. I don't think he wears them. I don't think he wears Lee jeans. He that's don't? The Lee's. That's his Lee's is his brand? Yeah. Do you think Mike Rowe wears Lee jeans? I, I mean you have to, right? To cash the check, you gotta have the jeans on to cash the check at so, least. I guess we have to I have to oh, clarify. He, he's with Lee Premium Select. Yeah, Lee Premium <laughs> Select. Okay. Well that's a bigger deal then. That is I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> just to verify. I want to make sure we do honest reporting on this show. I just don't think what, that, is that any a special line. I'm sorry, go ahead. I just don't think that Mike Rowe, when he's not working, when he's not uh on is putting on Lee jeans. I don't. I just don't believe it. I'll never believe it. Oh, these are the Coles get downs. What do I think he wears? Yeah, My wife's here. She's sorry. asking. Uh, no, you're allowed to talk. It's really okay. <laughs> uh, what do I think he wears? Yeah. I think he wears like raw denim or like uh, Levi's, clock. like cool Levi's. I bet he wears the Glenn Beck's khakis, man. I bet he wears those 1851s that Glenn Beck makes. No. Glenn Beck, makes law, Brent, Glenn Beck makes raw denim okay. on Cone Mills from North Carolina. Glenn Beck does. Yeah. I'm going to get some. Yeah, Glenn Beck <laughs> sold like $200 jeans. You don't remember? I thought we <laughs> no, talked about No, I never the knew this. I it's classic know. brand. Like It's called like 1852. When when it was America started? <laughs> 1776. <laughs> yeah. What a, it went, it's a different one, maybe. It's better. It's no, 1791 it's, is the name. 1791 jeans? What, you, what happened that day? I don't know, but he has like, you can get like a $100 football that's made in America from Glenn Beck. You could. I think it's probably not selling the jeans anymore. Yeah, there's on. they got them on eBay and on Poshmark. $35 on Poshmark. They were way more expensive when they came out. Salvage denim jeans. There you go. Okay. Well, hey. Glenn Beck makes a good pair of jeans. He knows jeans. So Glenn Beck like so so we're also back on this. So I think that when Mike Rowe is hanging out with the Koch brothers and whatever they're fucking doing with like Jeffrey Epstein and stuff, I'm sure. Um, he probably doesn't wear $29 jeans. Okay. Is my guess. And I think that people, when they get to the richness of Mike Rowe and live in LA, he's an LA guy, right? They dress better than most of us Nothing right like they have a person be Nothing. like Please. i they have a these person are premium select these aren't okay. just leans. <laughs> okay these are premium select he probably gets like custom premium premium select you know yeah. premium a plus select that should well, does now we make know. anything that costs more than 30 bucks or 50 bucks no 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 oh, no i mean lee may may like lee maybe probably is hooked up with like mastermind or super dry in japan or something i'm sure you can get like four hundred dollar Lee's something, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's a that's a regular person 
That's a regular old working man gene. Yeah, twenty two forty four. All- now that's the next. If you ever see him, you'd be like, "Let me see that tag. Let me see the tag on your jeans." Yeah. Do you really rock him? Okay, really here we make go. Your butt look good. Yeah, I, dude, I'll definitely make sure he's wearing Lee jeans. If he wears jeans, he usually okay. is wearing a suit. Now. Gotta tag check him. So anyway, in a new book titled "The Way I Heard It," the former Dirty Job star recalled his strange time living in a haunted home, his late night gig working for QVC, where he sold everything from Christmas dolls to cat toys. But that's when he was working class. Actually, that's when he was out there digging in the mud, getting his fucking hands dirty yeah like really doing the hard shit he was on qvc (laughs) selling christmas dolls um as well as how his membership in a barbershop quartet led to show business the book a combination of a memoir comical observations and surprising revelations gives a glimpse into a 57 year old's life and the many adventures he encountered along the way where he didn't mind getting his hands dirty Rose spoke to Fox News about moving into a spooky mansion on Halloween. His, he's just so not, this is a lie. This is a fucking lie. Brad had to go handle something, but Jason, it's a lie. That, the haunted house is a lie, right? You think it's a lie? Probably. Jason thinks it's a lie. Katie, do you think it's a lie? He could be afraid of things. He's a liar, though, dude. He's a folktale guy. <laughs> he probably fucking... I'm going to read further into this, and it's going to be like... Uh, it turned out Mike Rowe moved into a house in Sleepy Hollow, and he met the headless horseman, Ichabod Crane. I think that's like actually the guy that kills the horseman. But, you know. Uh, <laughs> Ro- <laughs> By the way, I, I was looking up Mike Rowe's stuff earlier today like i was looking up all of his stuff he every show he on he's on is like a chud show it's ben shapiro you got your uh tucker carlson you and he's the guy he says he's apolitical and it makes this is what makes there's two things that make him crazy make me crazy about him this is one and the other one is that he um and the other one is that he lies about having a job. Like I don't I don't feel like he's a guy that works he's not a hard worker and he's telling people they aren't working hard enough and they have to work hard. So Fox News said you lived in a mansion for free at one point. How did you manage that? Just lucky and weird. I was working for the QVC cable channel shopping channel in 1992. So this is when he was a worker, right? Yeah. Got his hands in the dirt. Yeah. This selling, is, well, he sold knives and shit. I think he sold everything. He said he sold Christmas dolls. Uh, so yeah, he sold a lot. I've seen a lot of clips of his. Well, it says dot, 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 strange devices in the middle of the night to a large, narcoleptic, interesting audience. So See, yeah, that's his beat, though. Like, that's what he always does is he likes to insinuate something that's way... Like, that's his sense of humor. That's it's his con- That's his conservatism. It's like, you know, oh, I spent some time selling mysterious wares in the middle of the night. And then there came- <laughs> yeah, you laugh. See? It works. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm thinking it makes it sound like dildos, though. Oh, I know. That's what he's going for. That's definitely what he's going for. Like, he's ribald. Yeah. Would he... Uh, do you think Micro worked with Adam and Eve for any period of time? What? Uh, the top review when I look for Mike Rowe is the people ask, does Mike Rowe have a wife? <laughs> that was the, the first one. Yeah. Does he? I don't, I can't imagine him. He's, you think he like, he seems unlovable. 
You think what? he's like all the time with the what? Always asking sex? for sex? Uh, no, always getting it. Like oh. he just is like he's like a uh, um Bill Maher. Okay, where he's <laughs> like I'm not fucking getting married, dude. Yeah, I get too much. You know, I get I get I all that sex. Know. I just think he seems he probably has to be a monster like behind behind doors. You think so? So doors. here's the here's some more of the story, Brad. Everybody is so there is a lot of women that I think I want to want to be his his uh, mm-hmm. wife. Yeah, if you look at, I mean, most of the people on Mike Rose page are like women. And like guys that are electricians, you know what I mean? Like, like guys that do like electrician type jobs. That's most of the people on his site. And the guys that do the electrician managers, not the people that do the job. It's a lot of managers. And they're like, I wish my employees would work like Mike Rowe says he does. <laughs> <laughs> then there's women who are just like really into Mike Rowe, sure. you know? Um, So he insinuates that he's selling dildos and he says, I needed a place to live. I had rented a small room from a guy who, as it turns out, didn't actually own the building I was living in. So I was suddenly homeless. I answered an ad. See, this is a story for him, though, that shows that there was a period where he wasn't who the money guy, which is like maybe there was. Right. And he brushes over the circumstances, you know. Yeah, he's not explaining anything. You know, it's probably something where he like moved right he's in. He's like, I yeah, I actually had three three house payments due at one time. You know, it's like, <laughs> all right, great. I answered an ad in the paper for a caretaker on a country estate, but the word caretaker was in quotes, which intrigued me. So I made a few calls, and a long story short, a woman had inherited as this giant mansion in the middle of a beautiful country estate, rolling hills, the whole thing. 300 acres and she was afraid to move into it because she believed the ghost of her father haunted the grounds and so she hired me to live there instead of her for a while to see if i could work things out with the ghost i said sure so i moved into the house it was called georgia farm moved on halloween in fact yeah 1991 yeah yeah nope see this is what he's doing like this is like so a lot of sex creeps will act like sex creeps in public, but in a coy, like, funny way. Oh, yeah. He's a big-time liar, so that when he <laughs> tells you the truth, he's like, now, you know I always fuss. I always pretend, like, I always tell lies about selling dildos in the middle of the night. But I did actually move into a haunted house on uh, Halloween once. That I'm not lying about, you know? <laughs> the little lies? The little lies he, like, gives them up to. He's like, he lets you in on the little lies, but when he hits you with the big ones, it's like, you know... This no, of course. I, I, no, the little. I just lie about the little stuff. This is the plot of almost certainly five hundred movies, like comedy movies, where like somebody inherits a haunted. He's like, yeah, this is a movie plot. He and he internalizes these things in his mind and makes them a part of his life. <laughs> he takes these stories and then just ima- like he can just imagine living them and then just start to <laughs> believe that he did. I mean, that's the premise of the book. The way I heard it is him putting himself in other people's stories is what it seems like. This sounds like a person would come to me and said, I was homeless one time. Yeah, I'm homeless now, but I was homeless before. And I actually stayed in Haunted Mansion to get a million dollars one time, but I couldn't do it. (laughs) Right? I mean, it's a likely it's 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 these are great 
conversations to have at a party, <laughs> but you cannot put them on paper because you, when you tell them at a party, you tell them to people you're never going to see again, right? Yeah. I would tell this story to someone I'm never going to see again, right? On a patio at a bar. <laughs> it's some fucking McClanahan's. That's I'm just true. talking to a bar like, oh man, I moved into a haunted house on October 31st. <laughs> what? Cigars go flying out of their hands and shits. Scotch is tipped over. They're like, buy me around. I'll, t- I'll finish this story. Buy me around. You rev everybody up on your great story. But you don't write it down and say that actually happened you don't you don't put it out there publicly you go on the news and say right. that yeah, like you I went are. on the news and yeah. said this yeah he uh he uh okay so okay what's the premise so the woman, uh, you want the, me to read through it one more no, time i got it the woman needed someone to live in the mansion before him he didn't have a home at the time, probably because the company that was paying for his house had like a two week layover <laughs> for the other company that was paying for his house. <laughs> the Koch brothers were like, uh, the, uh they, he, he went to the transfer from some other right wing group to the Koch brothers. Right. There was a time where he didn't have anywhere to stay. Right, right. This guy was like, sort of. He seems like the, the, they were like, he was born for this, like conservative huckster man of the people thing. Like, it seems like they, they recognized it in him. I think at a very early time, like, cause nobody gets to stay in a mansion. Like this mansion story is. 100% a fucking lie, you know? And, and I could also, as I was reading it, think like, well, maybe somebody asked him to house it and he lived in a mansion for a couple of weeks. And that's not like a good story that, cause that is like Kato Kalen type shit, you know? Like, oh, he's the, he's a loser that sleeps on the couch. So he had to tell himself a story. So, so that he can feel good about the time he lived in a f- mansion rent free, you know? Yeah. Cause he, yeah. Um, how was the ghost? Asked Fox News. <laughs> Which I would have asked that too. The thing well, is, Fox News does believe in ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. I think, right? I mean, they have, they have to accept ghosts and angels and shit as part of their news. Oh my God. Right? I mean, if they did an angel their... news story, it would be the best thing in the world. Most, me. I mean, I probably not, 100% of the viewers that watch Fox believe in angels. I mean, the people that aren't like hate watching it. Well, there's also the like, there are, I think, smart people. No, never mind. I was going to say there are smart people that watch Fox, but generally, if that's true, it's probably. I was talking about like the the intellect the conservative intellectuals, sure. you know. But I don't really believe they watch Fox. Yeah, they're and they're not. There's not much for them. They don't have a leg to stand on anymore. Like, does JD Vance watch Fox? Do you think he's a good example? Yeah, of course he does. I mean, yeah, I think so. yeah. Like that's his news channel, and it's not. He's not as stupid at, as most of the people. Like he's. Not, not, I don't want to say stupid, like, like a cultured type thing, you know, like he considers himself on a level above the regular Fox News viewer because he's watching it for the like free market conservative (laughs) principles. He's like, they're watching it for the red meat. They're watching it the bad way. I'm actually watching it the good way, you know? So Fox asks how he believes in angels too. I believe he believes in angels. Do you think Mike Rowe believes in angels? Of course. See, I don't think Mike Rowe believes in anything at all. You think he's, yeah. I mean, 
Yeah, he's putting on it. He's just a showman. Yeah. He likes money the most. He's like an empty vessel, really. He's like, there's, I pro he probably doesn't even have like guts or anything on the inside. He's probably like an upright sack of skin. I, I can't do this. I can't do this justice. So I'm just going to say you got to listen to the recent Trillbillies episode they did called Trolleyology. Yeah. Have you heard about it? I, I listened to some of it, actually. Some fucking idiotic professor wanted to go down south. He went to Asheville to Appalachian State, and uh, he found some country boy in his class that was just, like, the perfect conservative kid in the classroom. And it was everything that this guy dreamed of, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the kid, like, when he did the trolley problem was like, you gotta, some people have to sacrifice themselves for the greater good of America, <laughs> you know? Like, he was just ready to go. I'd kill my mom if it would save a hundred Americans. He was just, like, on it. Holy and Mike shit. Rowe does the same thing. It's hard to keep the lie going unless you're, like, sufficiently, like, sociopathic inside where you can, like, start, like, adopting stories as your own and being, like, conservative needs something to believe in, so I'm just gonna be that, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and for him, it's like... It's not even conservative. It's not even, it's not even a matter of that. It's just, like, you see that people, like, someone wants somebody to say uh, that they stayed in, that they stayed in a, a haunted house overnight, or someone wants someone to say that they ran away from the police when they were a kid and they could have been killed, and they know what it's like to be a black teenager because of that you know? yeah yeah and we also need somebody that we think goes to work mm -hmm. like that is the really that's why people listen to us yeah <laughs> they think we yeah. they still think we go to work well i don't think they think we go to work now but uh they do always say we work too hard and we're like no you work too hard yeah like I, we do definitely our job is much easier than like loading trucks or like being even an office job our job's easier <laughs> so anyway fox news how is the ghost Let's just say it was a friendly ghost. And over the course of the year, he stayed in someone's mansion for a year. A uh, uh, The two of us came to an understanding. Oh, my God. I just thought of something as I was reading this. The owner of the house was a woman who inherited something. And all of Mike Rowe's fans are women. Do you think she was like an early Mike Rowe adopter? <laughs> He's a hunk. She might have. She might have want to see if those Lee jeans were legit. Yeah. They really make your butt look good. He's a dork, dude. He doesn't have like a cool look so at all. He's got like all the moms. Yeah, but I think, I think if like you it. came over here and looked Imagine at his jeans in this picture, they are great <laughs> fucking jeans. He's dude, wearing. but when he rolls up, he looks like he will mow your grass. Like he looks like he's in mowing grass clothes most of the time, which is a plus. It means he can take out the trash. It means he can kill a bug. It means he's useful. Yeah. I mean, he can, he could kill, he probably would be, feel fine killing a bug, but he would give like a whole lecture about it before he did it. Like, uh, oh you know, I once killed a bug. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or, or like, I had a little brother that killed a bug, and uh, it was the wrong bug, and it had poison, and it killed my little brother when I was very young, and it traumatized me, but I don't need a safe space. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, that's exactly. <laughs> like, I believe, let's say it was a friendly ghost, and over the course of the year, the two of us came to an understanding, and I wound up living pretty comfortably on this estate. It was funny. Dude, slinging, I'm sorry, go ahead. Say it. I mean, slinging good D is like <laughs> needed. And, like, guys, you don't have to make all the money. If you're not making all the money, you just have to, like, do above and beyond sexually. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. People had no idea. You think he like? Is I mean, good? they stay for free in a mansion. So you think he's good? I. I mean, I'm just saying right now that the story where it's. I hate to turn it into that. 
I don't want to turn it into that either. But now, listeners out there and and in the chat, tell me if you think he's good. Stay in a mansion for a year. Stuff. I mean, how else do you get to do that? It's not because a goddamn ghost is there. You're like, oh, the ghost scared me. Mike, please come in my bed again. So She's not staying you, there you according to him. Oh, right. She let him just live there and get his stank on everything. She said, move here. She said two of. Then you just said two of them. Did he mean the ghost when he said two of them? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought he meant her. Oh, no. I was thinking like the two of us were there like running around chasing ghosts in our underwear and shit. I'm like, yeah, this sounds great, Mike. This is- <laughs> I like these kind of stories. <laughs> I've watched a hundred of these yeah. kinds of stories. I've seen this story a million times. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> That's so funny. No, it was him and the ghost. Him and the he he's lived still, with the ghost for a fucking year. Okay, and he's this. He's saying that he lived with a ghost. Yeah, and like, do you think his intention? Because we're not hearing any kind of vocal inflections or anything, and I wonder if his intention is to just be like, uh, "Yeah, I lived with a ghost." Quote, you know. Or if he really believed it's a ghost, but is playing it, or I, he didn't believe it was a ghost, but is playing it like he does believe it's a ghost because people believe in ghosts so much. Yeah, everybody, I mean, believing in, you, you, you say you believe in ghosts, you get more people than not. Right. And you get more people on your side. If you say you believe in ghosts, more people will be on your side. And if you say, but, people, but, I, I, whenever I say it, people just like make eye contact with you immediately and they're like, I have a story to tell you. Please validate me. But it is, but one of the things I'm thinking about is like, if you were a less sure proposition to me is saying that you've seen a ghost, right? Where it's like, okay, if you say I believe in ghosts, that's not that brave to say. It's probably the majority of people, at least from my experience knowing people, I think most of them believe in ghosts. I think if you're good at telling ghost stories, you can't say you can't say you've seen the apparition. You gotta say stuff was moved around. You gotta say things were different, creakings, that kind of stuff. That's I mean, that's the stuff that spooks me out. Yeah, I just think it's like riskier to say I saw one than yeah, it is no, to I say I believe don't. in them. And you shouldn't say I saw one no. because nobody will take you seriously. But Mike Rowe is selling to people who like watch Fox News so he can say he can pretend that he's seeing he really believes he saw the ghost and that's a better move for him because everything he does is he's like a calculated guy you know it's the way I look at him as a guy who like maybe it's just that he's charming and he just has all the right he has all the answers that everybody wants to hear and he's um, clean too. He's clean. He doesn't do all that cussing, you know. You don't I think can't. he cusses? He, no. Well, when I ever see him, no, he doesn't I never cuss heard him on say TV, a cuss. Yeah. I've never once heard him say a cuss. Yeah, and he was in some pretty shady situations at dirty jobs where yeah, you would cuss, drop pitchforks you know? and stuff, and he yeah. just says consarnet or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's why people like him. I mean, that's his charm. Is that like he's. Oh. He is he is like the most popular guy at like a, a church potluck. <laughs> okay, I like it. I like it. He's a little dangerous. He I is mean, a little dangerous. Like he doesn't say I was selling dildos. He doesn't say like uh, you know. He doesn't say like uh, I believe in demons or something. He just is like you know there was a spirit that I had to spend some time with. You know, 
and they can be tough as it is, but as a God-fearing man, I sat with my Bible each night, and I shined my shoes, and I starched my shirt, and I read from Revelations, and, you know, it reminded me, and that's just, like, a perfect time for him to go on, like, a 90-minute talk. Yeah, I- I've actually thought about this because uh, on Team I gotta, Fight, I can get a good micro per- impersonation. You, going. Yeah, yeah, we're real terrible. Hard. But you did say con sarnet. <laughs> yeah, I did. You know, so I get credit for that. I guess could we go? <laughs> could I ask this? Was micro a li- the liar kid? Oh. I'm I'm wondering. He seems like a liar yeah, kid. He to me. he definitely saw a twenty-four point buck. Right? <laughs> Dressed in the woods? Yeah, yeah. His he dad. definitely is going to inherit $2 million, but he can't touch it because uh, his it's his adopted parents, and uh, he lives with his uh, fake parents, but his real parents are rich. That sort of thing, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. He definitely has an uncle that works for Nintendo. He's got, like, those vibes. Yeah, he's a fishtail guy. He's just, um, I mean, he just, he's a performer. He is. He is. He's a carnage. Which is great. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, I admire it. And I think that it's also, he's very, like I said, is that like the same way that creeps can't stop from advertising that they're creeps, like liars can't do the same thing. Like he's telling from the very beginning, the way I heard it is just something to say like, oh, well, none of this is true, actually. Yeah. You know, but to the people that are into like, to folks that have one of those paintings that have like a bunch of little boys and girls looking over a fence and their like pants are falling down and you can see their diapers. Yeah. To people like that, they think that, um, you know, that just means it's like the truth. Yeah. You know, the way I heard it is just, you know, let's get down to the truth of the matter. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you know what the way I heard it is, right? It, that book is actually each story is about a celebrity, but they don't tell, or a famous person, but he doesn't tell you who it is until the end of the chapter. That's what the book book. is about. And I think they said every other chapter has like stories from his life. And I'm, uh, yeah. Why don't you order us both this book? Yeah. Let's get into that. I actually, I'll I'll buy it and just I'll I'll buy it tonight and I'm gonna read his book. Um, so uh, I wonder how much he lies in this book. <laughs> There's a lot to get into. Yeah, yeah. What are some of the strangest things you tried to sell on TV late at night? So, also very smart guy. He knew the answers to these. He knew the questions before he came on the air. And the reason I'm saying that is he drops the selling devices late at night and doesn't bring up what any of the devices are. And then later on in the interview, the host can then be like, what are some of the strange things you tried to sell after the ghost stuff? You know, like he could have told all the devices and then a ghost story. But anyway, well, there's no, I'm not that, I'm not getting that picky about it. Well, there's no training (laughs) program on QVC back in those days. Anyway, if you could talk about a pencil for eight minutes, you were hired and put on a three month probationary trial and you worked in the middle of the night. You think I could talk about a pencil for eight minutes? Hey, you did a great job talking earlier. I did not. That's going to be cut out. You, there was, you filled it all up. There was no silence. But about it's a hard pencil, to do. it feels weird. It does. But about a pencil, you think? You think that that's one of our skill at least? Yeah, I think so. You think both of us could do it? Yeah, absolutely. This summer, I do Instagram lives all that all the time about stuff. I have True. no idea what to say. This summer, 
Pencil, I just started about pencil fights. Some of my legendary pencil fights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? Do you have one you remember specifically? Oh, I just remember I just remember uh, breaking somebody's that, you know. That nobody could break? Right. Okay. You do have a pencil fight story, though. <laughs> yes. God, you're good. You did, you, you fought, you did pencil fights too, right? Yeah, but I don't like it. You never like drew it all the way back. And, ah! I could never do that. I could just never fucking, do that. Ooh, just like really finesse it so that it just like snapped. There were these the banana kids, ass pencils. Kids that were able to do that were also the ones that were like really good at flicking ears. And I was yeah. never good at that. And could also whistle with the two fingers. I used you to also be able to snap the fucking snap like pennies and nickels and shit. Nope. Yeah, I can't <laughs> do that at like, all anymore. Go like a million miles an hour right into someone's fucking glasses. <laughs> yeah, I can't snap them anymore at all. I can't. I seem to remember being. I think we all used to do that. Is that something we used to do as kids, Jason? Is flip change? Because I. Some people did. <laughs> some people did. See. Uh, well, Different there's skills. There's lots of skills required. So, sure, yeah. Usually from 3 a, three to 6 a.m., you tried to sell whatever they brought you. Sometimes it could be an electronic mosquito repeller or the Health Team infrared pain reliever or the Amcor negative ion generator see, or maybe are, some fake diamonds or maybe a collectible doll. Yeah, and see, these just has, like, the Red Hat Society is just like... <laughs> That's so wild, Mike. I can't believe it. How yeah. do you do it? It's also how do you really sell this junk to people like me that are ready and waiting with lots of extra money? It's also like a really good story about how like probably a lot of the like older boomers that are watching Fox News did at a time watch QVC. Like some of the uh, still, like, grandmas that did it well, probably watched QVC. I think you would be pretty into QVC once you found out you can put shit on easy pay. No, I would I, I mean you don't have to have all the money up front. Just a little <laughs> bit of money and then they send it to you. <laughs> but I've never you got three months to get a real nice blender. Not like the cheapest blender from Walmart. A real nice blender. Three payments, dude. How much are the payments? Like a hundred bucks? Maybe sixty bucks. Sixty. I can do that. Uh, sure. What's easy? Easy pay. They just always. You got to watch the TV show. Every yeah, you do have to watch the show. Um, it is one of my guilty pleasures, favorite pastimes. I've wasted uh, countless amount of hours. How many? Not a year. A few months of my life, I've watched QVC. You think so? There's if I had to count it, like up. two months. Yeah, probably two months of my whole life. Why? When did you do this? This when is so this, out of your when I didn't have any money. When I didn't have any money, and I would just, we had to watch TV all day, or it was like the, I was up in the middle of the night. I mean, I uh, I don't know. That stuff is just captivating. I love the people that call in. I love the whole community of folks that are like in you know keeping this thing afloat and the people selling it. Because you would get like the knife guys get real wacky in the middle of the night. Like, yeah, they let them go, and they really would just say some wild shit, and you know have to tamper it. You know, yeah. It's like, oh, there's a knife. It, you know, it's uh, it's freer than the American government is right now. Oh, that's another <laughs> thing right now. These things are made of full tang steel. They got a red oak on the outside. Like they would just start. You know, they'll just say something wild out of pocket, 
and then uh, get right back into it. See, my parents thought QVC and was trashy. See, so I know, and seeing, but like seeing, like when just seeing someone cart out like the ugliest sweaters of your life, and then they're like seventy dollars, and they're offering to put them on like payments <laughs> and shit, and people are calling in like, "I bought the whole collection." Yeah, and you're the like, yeah, fuck yeah. The Collins, I do like <laughs> the idea of watching QVC because of the Collins. I'd probably watched an hour of it in my whole life and like i i i do recall call-ins which seemed cool yeah and uh my parents like hated it and they thought it was like trashy and they never ordered anything off of it you know i never ordered anything off of it i actually probably don't know anybody that's ordered anything off of tv i get a few i got a few qbc qbc gifts Oh, you get them? I have, yeah, I have um, that workout thing. It's like a plastic disc that you stand on and you move side to side like this. Yeah. I've seen on TV, you know it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what the name of it's called. I'm going to have to look it up because I'm doing, I realize like I'm performing for the live stream, but everybody else, what is it? You just swish your hips back and forth. I have no idea. Swishy hips. Is it, is it for abs and, isn't it for something else? As seen on TV board. It's like a disc. Twist board. Here we go. We're okay. Close. What's the twist board? Like, what is the n- name of it? Here, I'll, I'll read the next thing. I mean, all of it, and I, I meant, I mean, all of it. And I remember thinking the first oh. thing they brought me, they brought me was the Health Team infrared pain reliever. It was this weird. It looked like a flashlight and it emitted infrared light. I didn't know what it was or how it worked, or even if, or if it was even real. I basically looked into the camera and said, "Hi, America." I'm Mike. This is my first night here. I I don't know what this thing is. If you do, call the number on the screen and the producer will put you through and maybe you can explain it to me. And people started calling and literally I sat there for three hours as fans of QVC sold the product See, for me. Dude, it was is, very strange. I love that story, dude. That's like a Tony <laughs> Robbins ass story. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. Is, yeah. He's a disruptor. Right, yeah. he went in there and was just like, "Why don't you tell me why you love it?" You know, I'm not gonna sell. And every, you, this is like, because this also this story you're imagining this is back in the '90s, so this is when there was like a bunch of guys with like double-breasted suits and like women with like uh, shoulder pads and shit and blouses, and everybody's like big and outrageous, and they're all sitting behind the boards, and they're like, "Did he just say he doesn't know anything about this product?" <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then they it just then they all applaud behind the scenes. It's wonderful. It is, uh, yeah, I agree. It's like, that sounds like a story from like one of those movies about the news. Yeah, like yeah. Like Good Night like and Alec Good Luck Baldwin or something. Or something or yeah. Be in it or- well, it's also weird because like it, it actually illustrates something to me that like it, it seems like it's possible that he doesn't want people to think of him as a salesman. So he has to go in the interviews if qvc comes up he has to prove how he wasn't like a traditional salesman yeah i yeah i think what we're getting the root of it is honesty like in that moment he he knows how to use he knows how to uh like attack like a moment of honesty and like reveal something and get you to believe him or like in that moment he just straight up said i don't know what this thing is and like it honesty does have a lot of clout and does work in this world. It is a secret code to everything. Like when you're honest to people, it will help you out a lot more. 
Uh, so in that moment, he did find success, some success, but then he's also using it at other times where he's like, let me tell you a little bit of story about my life, you know? Yeah. Let me, let me, let me sell you a story about my life for 1695 for the hardcover. Is it 16? What's the ebook though? I don't know. Like nine bucks. Yeah. I'm going to get a library or something. I'm going to read, I'll read the ebook. We'll, we'll do a book club, a street fight book club on the way I heard it with micro. Your parents have been married for 58 years. What's their secret? Asked Fox News. Rakuten took over Overdrive? Sorry, go ahead. So, uh, Mike Rowe's going to tell the secret to uh, his parents' 58-year marriage. Okay. All right. I think their secret is that they're not afraid to lie to their children from time to time. Well, Okay, here we go. (laughs) See, saying it out loud. (laughs) What is true, Mike? What, who's the real Mike? Yes. What's happening? Do you wear Lee's off the clock or not? <laughs> Who, we should be able to hook Mike to a lie detector yeah, test. We have to, I don't know anything about him. There, nobody knows anything He's about him. He's being so upfront about him like bullshitting you. True. Yeah. I don't know anything about the guy. I... I, I I really, truly, he's like an empty, he's like a blank slate. Like, he he's can a, be whatever he wants. He's building, he's building like a legend, like an archetype. Like, he's a type of person where he's like, a, he's the guy who will go out and defend the corporation against the workers. Yes. And is somehow able to also get a bunch of workers to respect him because they don't look into him and he just has like a certain look. And that's the thing. He has all the right kind of stories that make up the one person that would like defend the company or something. Yes. And they're like, Hey, this is the guy that's gone down in the dirt and done every job possible. So it is perfect. You know, like how could you ever question him funneling, uh, kids into these, uh, for-profit colleges that are, you know, going to get them a $13 an hour job. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Or like, uh, just, just he'll come out and speak out against the minimum wage raising right or having a minimum wage at all <laughs> right, you know? right. he's like i've always found that being honest has got me quite far i sold a million infrared irs but just saying i don't know i don't give a hoot about what an ir does i'd like to hear what you have to say that is sort of the podcaster way of selling things too yeah, like we're all like essentially a- selling like a brand yeah in a way but all of us are being like i don't fucking sell shit you know like we're very anti-commercials and stuff like that but we are like still i feel like i mean i feel like he does have a little uh brian quinby energy and that if like you get pushed onto that stage you would just be like i don't i don't know what this is someone call me and tell me (laughs) he does just tweet about it like hey i'm i'm bombing on qvc right now somebody tell me what an ir laser does (laughs) (laughs) you know what maybe that's why he disgusts me the most is because me and him are the same guy (laughs) well he's the fake he's the he's the fake version of what i'm supposed to be right right? but i've actually done shitty jobs right And, but you don't end up advocating for the fucking Waltons. Yeah, no, no, yeah, I don't go ride jet skis with the Waltons and then come back and say like, you know, they're they're hiring people that just to be greeters that normally wouldn't even have a job. You know what? You know what? When they ask me to work off the clock, I say I'd like to show you how much I want this job. <laughs> it's like, all right, that's easy for you, the person that has never done my job before, or worked <laughs> for this amount of money, or worked right like, hard. 
Like, he's even saying that when he did QVC, he's, that's slacking, dude. You, you don't fucking go out on stage without knowing what the thing that's you're true. fucking selling it is. It is. That's you pretty know? bogus. He, that's the other thing that makes him like me. He's probably extraordinarily lazy, but, but there's, there's a machine, machine behind him. And, and uh, uh, yeah, he benefits you know, a lot of people. Because I bet for this book, he probably, like, he had researchers find the stories and then he reinterpreted the stories that the researchers went and found for him in his own words, probably changed some stuff around. And that's probably how the book dude, happened. Liars. Like he's always on dude. That's he's true. got 24 to 48 fucking stories that he can just fire off at any airport. He looks at his watch. He figures out how much time he got before he has to take off. And then he gives you like the big, the big show. Yeah, this is like the this like he is the perfect a movie about this guy, like an expose about can. this He's guy. Like catch me if he you can. is a little bit, man. Can, a little catch bit. Me, catch me working if you can, because I never have. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else is just a planet in their soul in their solar system spinning around. They're still in love. They still give each other all kinds of stuff. You know, they don't take any crap from each other, but they're hopelessly devoted and supportive. And yeah, honestly, they set the bar so high, I never got married. I was afraid I couldn't hold a candle to their example. <laughs> Woo! If what did I, you say? I'm sorry, I missed it. Okay, he said, uh, they're asking him about his parents, and he goes, I think their secret is they're not afraid to lie to their children from time um, to right. time. They always have, but they're devoted to each other first and foremost. And then the next part of that is, everybody else is just a planet in their solar system spinning around they're still in love they still give each other all kinds of shit you know they don't take any crap from each other but they are hopelessly devoted and supportive and yeah honestly they set the bar so high i never got married i was afraid i couldn't hold a candle to their example yeah <laughs> That is like the way that you say, I never got married. Yeah. Because I'm a poon hound. <laughs> no. No. He maybe he's, I don't, he just likes stealing from people too much. He never could settle down. I guess, man. I, I think he's not married because I think that story he just said is true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't think, be faithful. I think that beautiful story that he just said about how the reason he hasn't gotten married is because his parents' marriage is so perfect that he doesn't want to ruin the institution of marriage is like, that is a perfect answer. If there was a job interview and they asked him yeah. why he wasn't married, yeah, he good. gave that answer. You know, it's like, okay, that's a plus. For yeah, micro. I, and I, and I do like, I, I, like, I, uh, I do have a lot of these qualities as well, but I know that I'm not using them for evil. I know. You don't. I am using them for my own gain in a lot of ways. Yeah. But not selling out everybody else. Yeah. You're not doing Coke Brothers shit or like trying to get the minimum wage dropped <laughs> right. or like, you know, any Telling of that Walmart stuff. that that like maybe women deserve a little bit less. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. You're not doing that. So like he's using all this charm and all these like stories that he's made up to do he's evil grifter, man. Yeah. He's Safety the, third. One of the best ever. Safety third was his was one of his other things. When talking <laughs> about workplace safety, he believes safety third. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, keep your head on a swivel. Number one, <laughs> Base, uh, this get is, health insurance. Number two, on your own, <laughs> safety third. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, this is the best Fox News. This is a good Fox News question coming up in this interview. Based on your personal experiences with veterans, how can we honor them just beyond shaking their hand and saying thank you? How can we do more? <laughs> yeah, it's tough. We need to get like a national registry and just have people pray outside their house all the time. <laughs> Give them premium Lee jeans. Premium Lee select Lee jeans to all the vets. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, pre yeah, premium select Lee jeans would be nice. It's just a funny Fox question to be like, how can we honor them more? Yeah. You know? You know, I just I, I see them and I run up and I shake their hands and I I try to tie them down and really tell them how much I like them. Uh, it's just not enough. Not enough for me. I, I just kinda, that that's I, I I you know I shower them with gifts. I have Cole's gift cards for them, and it's just not enough. <laughs> Guy that carries a, a a wallet full of Cole's gift cards to hand out to veterans when he runs into them. I salute the Blue Lives Flatter. Blue Lives Flatter. <laughs> well, they don't. I salute my Blue Lives Matter vinyl sticker on the back of my car every time I go in and out. Yeah. How? What else can I do? <clears throat> okay, so here we go. You know, I wouldn't minimize shaking their hand and thanking them simply because that's something that everybody can do. So, good answer, I guess. Yeah. yeah. How can we do, um, he, you know, to each his own. I, I see a vet in uniform having a meal or drinking a beer in the airport, and when I can, I pick up the tab, and I know they appreciate that. Fuck, man. <laughs> Fucking, you know what, man? I don't talk about when I do that stuff. Because otherwise, it I would just have to say when I can. Because ninety percent of the time, it's I'm not doing that. Like when you say when I can, it's like when I can means I did it one time. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> when I can, like uh, I just imagine myself. Like, it's the Mike Rowe thing. Like it's just like when I can, I just walk up. I I give him a <laughs> real firm handshake, a military kind, like a tank style one, like they like they haven't felt before. And uh, I buy them their food, and I get them a little extra booze, you know, and send them on their way every single time. You know, it's like when I can means, you know. You don't do it very much. One time you were like, oh, oh can I buy your water, sir? And they're like, no, I'm fine. I'm, I'm good. And they're like, please, can I buy your water? And you're like, no, I'm fine. Like that at an airport. That happened one time. Yeah. But they just have to come up with, a, you know, a micro version of the story. Yeah, it's micro micro version. Uh, I think being mindful of what's going on right now with veteran suicide is important. We're still looking at 20 to 21 a day. It's a scandal, you know, and I'm not sure they're, they're going to do anything about it. Like it's the, yeah. the scandal is war. War is the reason that happened. It doesn't, it's not like this is like a, the, like a scandal that this is the other thing is like, don't send them through that. Don't make them do that. And they yeah. will stop do They will stop being that amount of people. Yeah. It's, I mean, what do you do about it? I, 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 stop I know you want war. counseling and stuff for them, but we don't have universal health care. So, you know, that is kind of, that can be a stumbling block in this spot too. I think they get healthcare for a certain amount of time, but I don't think they get it forever once they get out. I don't know. Cause I have a stepdad who uh, was a veteran and tried to use a lot of the VA stuff. And they were like, nah, you know, we can't give you nothing, you know? Uh, but on my Facebook show, every third or fourth episode, we feature somebody who's working on an alternative way to help mitigate all of the suicide. It's a huge issue and something that I just think we need to people. talk about more and more and Fuck. keep the awareness very high. We need to let them know we give it to them and they need to make sure the resources to anybody who wants to seek help. You 
I universal health care would do. I hate that. these fucking people, man. I think that's the most important thing. They're disgusting. They just they're disgusting. It's just, oh, we have to go save all these people, all these savages across the world. We have to go send our military in them and oh the little boys when they come home they commit suicide and then no one wants to talk about them committing suicide. It's like you can you want to continue the system that fucks everybody up. You yeah. have no interest in not doing all of the things that fucks people up. You just want to, you just want, you want to have more funding, more funding to try to get people to, to try to get troops to stop committing suicide. Yeah. It's not fucking working. Yeah. The it, system. It's, it's not money that's preventing. It's, it's what they fucking went through. Yeah. Yeah. It's what happens when you do this to people. Yeah. When, when, when you this train is the people. Result. This is what you wanted the whole time. You, you go to your church and you raise money for wounded warriors and you want there to be fucking Christian colonialism domination of the rest of the fucking world. And that's what happens when they come home. This is what you fucking get. You have to stop doing it. That's, yeah. You have to stop doing the war. That's lot. how you stop yeah. it from stop happening. Stop the war. Yeah. Yeah. But they, they just, they would never even consider that. They're awful. That, They're disgusting. Know? They just sit around and just like wring their hands and like cry tears about how upset they are that these troops are committing suicide. You know how it's just so sad and they're just patriots and all this bullshit. And it just makes them feel fantastic because they care so much yeah. about sending these, sending these young people into fucking hell. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, doing hell on other people like it, like everybody involved in war yeah has a difficult time you know everybody that's been over there has a difficult time and the only way to to end all that is to end all the war and and like stop mike Rowe is working with fox news which is a channel that sells war all day, every single fucking day. Like he's sitting and doing an interview with people who sell war. I'm sure he does stuff for Northrop Grumman and for Lockheed Martin, or he would if they asked him. Oh, sure. You know, he would be excited to work for Lockheed Martin. I should look up Mike Rowe, Lockheed Martin real quick. But uh, next, next question is a good one, Brett. Because this is, this is, pure this is why we first started hating this guy what has dirty jobs taught you about the america and its people yeah yeah this is that red meat for us yeah you know? we're all a bunch of dirty slobs that love that will just work for almost no money and are really just pretty proud of that yeah you know i remember watching an episode of dirty jobs right where he was following this guy that uh sells golf balls and in Florida, so he would go to golf courses and he would get in the ponds at the golf course and he would get all of the golf balls and he's talking. It's Florida. So he's like ducking alligators a lot of the time when he's in there and like he had a machine that cleaned them. He had some way of cleaning them and then he was selling them in like egg cartons. I guess he probably lived close to the golf course and you could just stop on the side of the road and grab these things. And I was like, this guy is like risking his life to do this, which is true. I just found out today that on, on the Street Fighters Facebook group, group that roofing is the fourth most dangerous job 
in in the in the world and it's like uh they pay them nine dollars and fifty cents an hour like that's what you start out at yeah i mean my idea of of dirty jobs is basically just a guy covered in shit that opens his eyes and you see his eyes and his mouth and he's got like missing a tooth and mike just looks at him and says how much you get paid for this and he goes 975 and he and then mike just looks at the camera and is like and what are you complaining about yeah you know, like that's the fucking show yes. that's the show yes Dirty it's like this guy. It's like one of those things. It's like this guy. Look at this fucking guy. Like he has the worst fucking job in the world, and he doesn't even want any better. This fucking idiot isn't even asking for any better. Look like at he this. Tr- he treats him like a circus sideshow. You know, like this person is shoving their hand up a cow's ass and uh, has to go to Aldi. You know. Yeah, he, they don't want. I mean, you out there, you liberals think you can fix them. Or, or like help them out or give them money, but they're not, they don't want your money, man. They want they don't want your money. Yeah, they don't they want don't, they, money. No, they wouldn't know what to do with it. They don't need fancy stuff. They, don't want, <laughs> they want all that city glitz and glamour. They just want to be disgusting, filthy, rotten people out here doing all the hard work for us. Like a guy. God love them. God bless their souls, everybody. Everybody, you know, say a prayer for them. Yeah, like a guy that you don't. Uh, what am I trying to say? If you didn't have to work, there wouldn't be a guy that ducks alligators to get tennis balls out of golf ponds. You know, they're, they're just, that's not a job that needs, well, there wouldn't be golf courses. Well, someone would, I have, think to, someone would, would have to pick up the balls. We're not just, we have to reuse the balls. True, I guess. But there'd only be one golf course in each state. We would all happily do it while we wore like matching like unitards, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, me and Uden are going to go and collect <laughs> the golf balls. Like, we hold hands and all, you know, just be in like an equal society. <laughs> mylar suits. Yep, yep. <laughs> you just put on a nice mylar suit and walk we can around. Play golf. Finally, we can play golf. Yeah, I, I can't get on to them motherfuckers, man. You can. I can get you to public one, but I would oh, never go. No, I want the, pri- I want, like, yeah, the I big too. shit. I want to be on. Too. I want to go to all of them. I want to be able to get into every one. If of I'm going to play, I want to be able to go to every single golf course that I want to go <laughs> yeah, to. Yeah, all the ones that everybody can play at. <laughs> if you want me to play golf with you, figure out a way to get me in the best one. I don't know what it is or anything, but figure out a way to get me into the best one and I'll golf and maybe I'll turn to your side and I'll be like, golf is fine. You're going to be like Alice Cooper. Yeah. They, I mean, I, I don't think there's a street fight listener that could get you into the no, best I golf. There's no golf. I've never seen my, the only thing that we can all agree on is that golf sucks. I don't think anybody's going <laughs> to defend that. And that's a listener of the show. Uh, yeah. Well, it's because they, they it's take too, so much nature and yeah. they like manicure it and, and they don't let anybody go Plus, to it. Frisbee golf exists. It's fun. Yeah. Frisbee golf is good. You know, and it gets your arm like stronger. Golf yeah. doesn't do nothing for you. Yeah. You know, it just excludes people. All right. Uh, so I, but the big one is that we're more united than you think. We're held together in a lot of ways by people who are often out of sight, sewer inspectors, linemen. I, I don't think he likes inspectors. First of all, like he would, he seems like the kind of guy that is very not into inspectors, you know? Oh yeah. Safety third. (laughs) You know, I live in Northern California, so he's a San Francisco guy. We just had our power out for four days. When you realize that the only way you're going to get back on that grid is through hard work of a series of individuals who are willing to do that work around the clock, you can't help but feel an appreciation for them. I also learned from that show that we're in charge of how we define what a good job means these days and 
Oh, I hate that sentence. That just made me so mad. And so, you know, the country's having a big conversation about the nature of work and the cost of education and a widening skills gap and crumbling infrastructure. Dirty jobs wasn't really about any of those big things, but all those ideas ran through it. (laughs) That I want to reread that sentence. We are in charge of how we define what a good job means these days. Yeah. So what he's saying is that like, hey, you don't like your job? Your job fucking sucks? That's kind of your fault because you are actually in charge of whether the job is good or not. Yeah. Yeah. You're in the driver's seat. (laughs) Nobody is in the driver's seat. Yeah. I mean, you're, we are kind of forced into uh, doing things because otherwise uh, you'll get thrown in jail. If you don't have money, you get thrown in jail. That's true. Yeah. Or they just keep charging you more money. Right. And then you spend a couple nights in jail because of the money. You don't have the money to pay the fines. And then, yeah, I mean, you know, that's one of those things where it's, uh, you know, I also advocate for living on less, you know, for folks that make a billion dollars, like those people should definitely live on less. We could get by. And I think even in my life, you know, uh, my highest of heights is like nothing beyond, um, you know, just shelter and food and a, a vehicle, you know? Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I fucking forgot where I was going with that. Yeah. Well, that's the micro thing. We did a whole micro thing. I want to get to two more stories real quick. They're exactly the same. What? I forgot when I was going yeah. with that. They're, these two stories are pretty much the same. Oh, oh I'm sorry. So like, Mike Rowe is advocating for like people making $10 an hour are not making ends meet. Like yeah. I've made $10 an hour in my life. Like I, I've lived that life. People that are the, what he's advocating is for folks doing really hard work and not making enough money to be able to sleep easily at night. Like mm-hmm. not have like white knuckling it, doing payday advances, not, you know, trying to figure out how to borrow from people, how to, to, uh, make, you know, make shit happen out of nothing, you mm-hmm. know, make Christmas happen out of nowhere. And he's, he's not advocating for people to like, be rewarded for do for fighting doing the power line work Th- those people probably uh are going to be late on their bills to pay for christmas yeah you know, the people that are doing the power line shit yeah you know people are not making enough money he's not advocating for any sort of normalcy in anybody's life he's advocating for people to accept an extreme extreme level of poverty as a normal thing that you can just be happy it's like well you know if you're alive and you have white bread and Velveeta I mean couldn't you just be happy about it couldn't you just change your mind he's trying to be like a spiritual guru yeah you know it's but, like, but you but, can still what if you if you know TV is still free you don't have to pay for cable they have free TV all the time and the laughs on there are absolutely free you should have some gratitude you know <laughs> he does he really does do that a lot like he explains to you that like he takes a thing that's terrible and then turns it into like a your per you do a per you're failing personally if you're not happy with the way that things are going yeah you know you Personally, it's your fucking fault. It's not because you're pushed into a thing that you don't want to do and you have to do it for most of the time you're awake. Like he's not advocating for shorter work days. He's not advocating for 
like nationalizing the power grid and then hiring more people to take care of it. So nobody's on call. You could fucking do that, you know? Now it's a company that runs and has to make the maximum amount of money so they have, like, the least amount of workers that they can possibly get away with, and then they just overwork those people. People don't have to work for three days, you know? Like, that's not even a thing. We could hire tons more. Job sharing is, like, a, 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 a thing I've heard of where it's, like, just... All these jobs are automated. There are certain jobs that need to be getting done. So like you could work, Katie could work four hours a day and then somebody else could do her job for the other four. And they both would still keep them at the same amount of money each, but they're working 20 hours yeah, a week we, instead of 40. We need to half the amount of jobs immediately. Yeah. Because too many people driving back and forth, it's a waste of resources. Exactly. It's too much bullshit. <laughs> half the amount of jobs, and then we have the amount of work for those jobs, and then everybody just like splits them up four hours a day. Yeah. I mean, that's perfectly fine with me, you know? Um, here's the next little story. This is just going to be... We've gone... Uh, probably too long. Uh, but there's a whole part getting cut out, so it's fine. Um, do you think it should be cut out, Katie? Um, was it? It's your fault. Were you embarrassed? Were you get red faced when he was going on to? I was no, embarrassed. He was like flustered. Yeah. I was embarrassed. I'm freaking dying down here, man. Well, what am I going to do? Like, I mean, I could ask Katie and Jason yeah, questions, but, uh, yeah. I, you know, they don't know what we're talking about necessarily. Solo yeah. podcasting, yeah, it's tough to do. So, uh... You gotta heckle yourself, really. What what I do for now to, like, sort of keep track of headlines and stuff like that is I open up the Google app, and they have cards at the bottom, and you can just scroll through these cards, and <laughs> it gets me stories that I would be interested in. Right? Like these stories are stories that are because of what I search or what I look at online and stuff like that. The articles I read, they pick articles that I'd be interested in. So it's like professional wrestling, shock jocks, um, uh, new metal. And then it is, uh, stories about finances. Okay. Wow. And, uh, because I searched that shit for this show. You're a renaissance man. Well, no, it's because I search the finance and HR stuff. Just everything. Yes, it's true. And comic book movies. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm always reading about comic. Guilty pleasure. Yeah, well, I just don't know. It just keeps giving them to me. And then I click on them because I'm like, oh, yeah, I do want to know who the Flash is going to be. There's a new one, like, every (laughs) month. Yeah. Is there a new comic book movie every month? Not really. I think uh, every, every three or four months, it's yeah. still like a uh, event when a comic book movie Is comes it? out. Oh yeah, there hasn't been one since Endgame. What about Joker? Joker. Oh yeah, but that was a big fucking deal. Joker. That movie made a fuck ton of money, right? And it was a big deal. Endgame, but there's Joker. There was more, isn't there? I can't think of any. Oh, all right, all right. And, yeah, but. Uh, so I saw this headline as I'm scrolling through, and I'm so mad at Google for sending this to me, but I'm blaming it on this podcast. Okay. Because of the things I search for, I search for like HR stuff, and I search for things yeah, like that. I have that. a union buster thing I'm going to get into. The big lots? No, I have a, I have a newsletter I signed up for on tips on how to not get your workplace unionized. Okay, yeah, I did. I, I have the same. I have okay, a Big Lots whole thing. Like, it's like two pages that say Big Lots. 
This is a consulting firm. Okay, yeah. This is different. This is just like oh. boilerplate white papers, like PDFs on like how to prevent your people from your employees from talking to each other. Yeah, hold you know? on to that because we. I think we've got yeah, like an I'm hour gonna, and a half. Yeah, I know. We'll, make sure we get. I'm to I'm going to get it all together for the future. I'm doing a little. I'm doing a little. You know. Yeah, because I'll save the big lots thing too. It's like a flyer they handed out to their employees that said. Union Big Lots is proudly union free, and then it's just like all this stuff, and it's like, oh, Big Lots, you know, come on, yeah, you're selling cheap shit, you know. Okay, so uh, here's the article that comes that came to me: How this 31 year old paid off more than thirty thousand dollars in student loans in two and a half years on a thirty seven thousand dollar a year salary. How could you do it, Brian? Hustling. I mean, it's that doesn't make any sense. He's getting what uh uh seventy four thousand. What was it? Thirty seven. Thirty seven thousand dollar a year. Okay, so seventy four thousand dollars, and he somehow paid off thirty thousand dollars in debt. Yeah, well, uh, let me read this. As a result, this is just a little piece of the article here. As a result, Nelson moved home to her parents' house in Shawnee, Kansas, in order to save money. Oh, Oh, so she didn't get kicked out? Or her parents weren't, like, really abusive and she couldn't stay with them and had to pay $1,200 a month for rent? Yeah, yeah, she moved into her parents' house and... Oh, that's great. Yeah, that makes sense. I wish I could have done that. I really wish I could have standed my fucking home situation enough to do that. I know, I know. It's so fucking... It's like, fuck you, I got kicked out when I was fucking 19. I know more. Lots of my friends got kicked out. Yeah. Lots of people just were trying to make shit work. Yeah. Lots of people that know where to go. Scram. Well, I mean, would have loved to go back to parents. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. they had them. Yeah. But you can't. This is. So what is the point? The other part of this article is that they did the snowball method. Which is like a way thing where you pay off the slow lowest ones first, which is probably fine. I, I get it. But like. The fact that they did that, that she moved in with her parents is the key to this. There's no other well, advice yeah. in it that could help a regular person. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a big help. Um, and then do snowballs. Yeah. Not having rent. <laughs> I was thinking of the other one. Yeah. My aha moment was living back at home in the same bedroom that I grew up in with my parents, Nelson said. I had dreams to live downtown so in an urban apartment. I wanted is... to live in the city and go to the happy hours and oh, travel God. internationally. And I knew that I wouldn't this be is... able to do that quickly if I still had the this debt. This is more micro shit. This I, mean, is... This is, I mean, yeah, this is a great... If It's like... Hey, can you move in with your parents? It's like, no, I definitely do not want to live with them ever again. It's like, all right, well, I can't do that. That's that's the end of the article. <laughs> that's, that's the end of it. This, this shouldn't even be an article. It should just be a, a, like a title that says move back in with your parents if you don't want to pay rent. Yeah, it's not a story. It's no. like not a it's no, it's definitely nothing, it's not even no revelation like, in there. Right. It's not I'm not I'm saying that there's it, yeah, it's not like a human interest story even. It's a story about this how is, this, this woman moved in with her parents. This is what bugged me about when millennials became a thing, when it was treated like we were not hard workers and we weren't willing to do shit, but like I was twenty one to twenty nine years old, or twenty one to whatever, twenty seven years old, uh answering phones driving forklifts, moving boxes, uh, working extremely hard with other people my age. Um, 
I guess on TV, it seems like I was going and getting avocado toast all the time, but I was mostly buying like three Little Caesars pizza for the entire fucking weekend. Like, yes. That was this the, is the saddest story he tells. I don't know why he had to buy them on Friday. But it was like, <laughs> uh, but that was, it's like, um, like, you know, I, if I wanted to save up for a house, I could have done that, I suppose, moving in with my parents. But at the same time, I traded that in for a life where I was stealing from work all the time yeah. to make money to survive. Like, yeah. I was committing grand theft to pay the rent. Yeah. I wasn't uh, spending it on like $14 cocktails. I was drinking like, you know, $6 for 12 pack beer. Right. You know? Yeah. You were living like that, that 50 cent beers. Yeah. That early, early, like I think from 20 to like, yeah, 30. Um, if you're not somebody that comes from generational wealth, then you're probably not doing just, great yeah you know? <laughs> lots of spaghetti dinners yeah yeah and going to work and just saying like fuck what are we gonna do yeah they just say fuck and then you do it and it, you, it's like an rpg you build you do build up skills you know how to make things work you can mm -hmm. kind of plan ahead but uh yeah i mean if you if you have nowhere to go it's just fucking hell it's not like easy street yeah I, like it it's i I wasn't leasing like a Nissan. It's not, that's the reason I didn't like, the reason that me and my wife weren't paying her student loans wasn't because we were leasing a Nissan. Yeah, a yeah, Nissan. or going internationally traveling. No, we never, no. Or doing happy hours. We had, we had enough, we, we put aside enough money to, to go to Europe and take a trip. And my wife got pregnant at a company that paid zero maternity leave. So we took, she took six weeks off of work. And that was exactly the amount of money that we had to replace, like, basically six weeks of her wages was how much it was going to cost to go to fucking Europe. Yeah, yeah. So we just did that instead. So, yeah, yeah still didn't, still, I haven't been haven't been able to do as much Instagram thought stuff that, you know, that yeah, I thought I, I was going to. I haven't been able to do the millennial, like, traveling to Bora Bora. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, traveling to, like, Ibiza and dancing at a club where they drop fucking soap bubbles from the ceiling. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I, I'm sorry, I didn't have that kind of fucking money. No. Okay? No, that, yeah, when, yeah, when I was doing collections, um, I did have some pretty nice, like, Lucky Brand jeans um that i wore to work but i also could not afford enough gas to leave the county yeah that's true um so i wanted to parlay this into one last article from forbes and it's uh four ways to make money because it's like hey shit what this is, is the other article that was this An is another one of the money? yeah this is another one of the articles that was recommended to me because right. I click i'm an expert on this like i can tell you whether this is legit or not one pay off debt yeah i mean it makes sense <laughs> so make sure that you but, take the money count the counterpoint though if you pay off the debt you don't have money for groceries you broke yeah yeah you don't have money for the rent or the credit. bills yeah yeah uh, i don't know how you, yeah i i don't know why uh, nobody thought to pay off their debt huh i mean uh you know when they said you know i actually didn't want to spend nine hundred dollars on the car yeah, yeah. But I had to put it on my credit card, and I 
never had an extra $900. I just never came up with that. So yeah, I'm kind of guess I, I guess I'm, I didn't even think about paying that debt off. You yeah. Know? I wish I didn't have to pay like $15,000 a year to live in my apartment. <laughs> you know, that, that would be really fucking, that's going to infuriate people. But again, that's like not the kind of money that I would spend Yeah, usually just because I want to be in debt. You know, like, oh, I fucking love this. I love the fact that I, I, I pay every single month and get nothing in return for it except for a place to sleep, which is nice. Yeah. Um, so that's the first one. Uh, the second, number two, Brett, uh, refinance your mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even relevant to people. I am, I am, I'm buying a house soon. I'm buying a house right now. And uh, so I will do that. I'm going to one day, I'm going to just <laughs> make, make money. I'm going to walk into a room of people that are peers, you know, they're be dressed in smart, casual clothing. And I'm going to take out a martini and I'm going to stir it up and I'm going to say, I just refinance my mortgage. And they're going to say, that is an excellent idea. Like, <laughs> Bravo, Brett. You know, we were thinking of doing the same thing. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what it means to do it. You just get a lower interest rate. You just go in and be like, I don't like this loan. Give me a new one. You just basically been like, hey, I've been paying this. I've been paying these other people pretty regularly, and they're not even hooking me up for it. Like, I'd be <laughs> willing to let you be the person I owe all the money to if you pay if you charge me a little less is what oh. you're doing now. Yeah. Do you ever get like a lump sum check after you do that? Mm. Is that like part of it or is no, it just like you pay is, less money in the long run? This is I want to I want to write this moment down because you'll you'll do this later in life. That's when you get a home equity line of credit. Like yeah. after you've paid off your house a little bit, you can start borrowing against it. Oh, like, cool. Yeah, that's cool. when you're like, this thing's worth something. That's when you could, you know, <laughs> buy all the clothes that you want in LA. That's when you can spend, you can get a home equity line of credit and spend $5,000 in yeah. LA. I'm time. never going to own a house though. Yeah, I think uh, maybe. See, my wife never. is here and she just went, never. Condo. It's fine. We're not house people. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you should be. I'm not selling you. Number three. I'm just saying that, like, eventually, I could just imagine, uh, just home equity line of credit just seems like it would, sounds would nice. ruin you. Yeah, yeah, it, but it sounds nice though sure. too. It's like, oh yeah, I'll go to, back to that store that sells all that bape. <laughs> uh, number three, I'll Brett. Go to the casino. Number three out of yeah. Number three out of four. Consolidate credit card debt. Now, I would say this is probably a good idea, um, but I don't actually know because I've never I've only had like one or two credit cards in my life anyway. And like consolidating it, though, seems like you got to go through another place that's going to charge you interest for it. For some reason, my in my mind, consolidating your credit cards means somebody else is getting money along the way. Uh, I mean, not normally. Okay. I mean, usually right. what you do is you just contact them and they give you special checks that you write to your other credit cards and they put it all on one. <laughs> I mean, okay. I don't think most people, I mean, people, I think when it comes to credit cards, people are good with it or awful with it. Yeah. <laughs> There's not a lot of middle of the, like these <laughs> things are kind of, you're saying these, you're saying these to people that are in crisis or to people, like I said, that already know this, right? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, this is like all the, the stuffy people that think that like we deserve to be in ruins because we can't, 
because they gave us ten thousand dollars worth of money and we fucking used it, right? And then like we're supposed to be responsible. That's supposed to say something about us. That's not fair. Yeah. Like yeah. you knew we would be bad with it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You That's how I feel. Statistically, you knew someone wasn't going to pay it. That's me. Like, don't treat me like shit because of it. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. You put a certain amount of space in the budget for guys yeah, like me. I'm me. It's yeah, me. Let me be me. Yeah. And the last one is refinance student loans. Yeah, I mean Th- that doesn't help you in the like fast term. It's not w- making money. Hey, I didn't go to college, so what does that do for me? I what know. Do I, have, what, what do I, I don't need to refinance I anything. Know. They already garnished my bank until they got the little bit of college I went to. Yeah. So this is this was uh, four tips brought to you by Zach Friedman, the best-selling author uh. of the blockbuster book, The Lemonade Life. How to fuel success, create happiness, and conquer anything. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> that was yeah. his book name. <laughs> you need to like I would. You need to give tips to somebody on like that can only put away twenty five dollars a month in savings. Like how to have the strength to not use it, not to just be like <laughs> fuck that and just take it. It's only twenty five. It's only twenty five fucking yeah. dollars. I know he gets up to five hundred dollars though, and you're like uh Oh god damn it, man! Those are that, that those jeans look cool. <laughs> and that PS4 you know? is looking yeah. That's yeah. a good deal on a PS4. I need a coat, and five hundred dollars is a normal amount to spend for a coat <laughs> <laughs> since I have it. Yeah. Since I have it right now. Since <laughs> that's the show, everybody. I hope you have or had a happy Thanksgiving. And uh, not really. I mean, because it's an atrocious holiday. It's atrocious. Yeah, but uh, at the end of the show, I want to take a little opportunity. To say December 27th, tickets are on sale now for the um, for the Street Fight Variety Show. It is at Ruby Tuesday, not the restaurant, in Columbus, Ohio. They're just being stubborn. They, they aren't going to change the fucking name. Yeah, Ruby they were Tuesday, there first. It's, a, it's owned by some septuagenarians that have been in Columbus for a long time. And they were before the, the shitty restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, so but it's Ruby Tuesday. The the so we'll have garbage. Cool we'll have uh, Lindsey Martin doing some stand up type comedy, and then we will have um, Drew Toothpaste and Natalie D to do Garbage Brain University, and then uh, of course we couldn't do it without these guys because we love them so much. The Trillbillies will be guests on the Street Fight Variety Hour, and you're going to be able to watch... Tom and Terrence. Tom and Terrence, yeah. And you're going to be able to watch this on uh, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, whatever. But uh, you should come to the show. There's going to be live music from the Howling Commandos, and Jake's going to do a little bit of rapping. This thing is going to kick ass, and it's going to be roughly every month. So, like, uh, we already are talking about the next one, and it sounds fucking awesome. Yeah, it's going to be wild. It's uh, uh, I'm planning on putting on a spectacular show, and uh, we have a lot of great people working with us. I think it'll go well. And Nick uh, from Means TV is coming down to shoot some of it. Uh, we also are going to have a Cat 5 direct connection, no Wi-Fi bullshit. So the stream should be strong fingers crossed um but i really recommend you come see it if you're going to be in columbus it's going to be a great fucking time you can get tickets at store.streetfightradio.com and also um i'm do we are doing pre-orders still on the facebook shirt Learnworm did a design for the facebook uh wall of text t-shirt and hoodie you can get those pre-ordered for a cheaper price 
by going to store.streetfightradio.com. Uh, and guys, gals, and non-binary pals is in the store. Hellfire Congregation shirts are in the store. We've got posters. We've got prints. Uh, all kinds of things for your Street Fighter and your on your holiday list. Uh, we appreciate all the yeah. support that we get from everybody. You know, you might want to order that Hellfire Congregation t-shirt because when the Hellfire rides again, that's going to be a pretty cool shirt to be wearing in that audience, right? Sure. When Hellfire comes back, which it is in May, Hellfire Congregation is going back out on the road. You're going to want to buy that shirt. You're going to want to be wearing that shirt to that show because it shows, you know, that you know Hellfire. Sure. (laughs) deep inside you uh we appreciate your support love money retweets likes messages anything whatever it is uh you can reach us at streetfightradio at gmail.com you can find us on social media at streetfight wcrs on twitter facebook uh instagram and then on twitch we're streetfight radio uh, we will be back on Sunday taking your calls live 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Peace. Call and tell us some lies. Tell us some good lies. <laughs> Tall tales. <laughs> <laughs>